This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast coming to Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies. As we take you through your pregame edition of Locked On Browns, week 16, uh, home finale for the Cleveland Browns as the Baltimore Ravens come to town. Uh, a lot, lot different uh, than this matchup was about three months ago. Uh, your host, Jeff Lloyd, and as always, joining me here for the pregames from Browns Maven through SI.com, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories, all things Browns-wise, for you daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Um, Pete, that Sunday, which feels like so forever ago, both teams walked out of there in Baltimore, two and two. Browns at the time were your were first place in the AFC North. Since then, it's been a lot of questions for the Browns here. And the Baltimore Ravens have not lost a game, added some pieces along the way. And I guess, Pete, for the first thing is, is you know, I, you know, I always used to say maybe you don't always want to go, you know, perfect and then want to get to the playoffs and go perfect. Maybe it's the pessimist in me or it's the optimist in me looking for, you know, the half full type of thing. But, I mean, you want to talk about a tale of two teams since that fateful day, and I, I guess it was late September, I do want to say. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens are have gotten better and better and better. Um, they've had a couple setbacks. They lost their starting center, Matt Skura. Um, but overall, they've been able to add and just improve uh, the way you'd like to see a team, uh, you know, evolve over the course of the season. And the Browns have, uh, at, at, at best, not changed. At worst, they've gotten a lot worse in some areas. And, you know, defensively, um, they had a, a unit that was really well built to sort of defend what the Ravens brought to the table. And now they just don't. And it's really difficult to envision a way that they can sort of uh, do what's necessary to sort of uh, beat the Ravens simply because the the Ravens had such a difficult time uh, consistently uh, gaining yards on the outside uh, because of the defensive end play. And Olivier Vernon may play, but, you know, Miles Garrett's not. And if, you know, Vernon's not, you know, if he's not close to 100% or whatever, it, it may not matter. And, you know, it, it, the, the the Ravens are still going to be able to probably gouge the bronze up the middle, but they're also going to be able to play the outside. There's, there's really no really no place to escape. It just seems like they're going to be in a position to sort of dictate everything. Uh, and if the Browns, you know, try to overcommit in certain areas to – make plays it wouldn't be surprised to see you know you know marquise brown type thing go go deep over the top and and and, or one of those tight ends make a big play and score that way so i you know that's the the area of the ball the the area of the game i just don't see uh, a way for the browns to really deal with yeah uh you know we'll get to this more as we you know break it down on both sides of the ball but you know changes made maybe they were made you know some of the moves they made maybe made in you know 
exactly what happened that day. Um, injury report wise, uh, you know, it's weird, Pete. You know, Hubbard limited doesn't even get a designation. Uh, Kendall Lamb questionable. Sheldon Richardson questionable. J.C. Treader, those two are showing. I guess the question would be here is you know whether or not Olivier's got it. And look, this might be a uh, you know, and we talked about it with Pittsburgh. Maybe he wasn't ready, but you know. You appreciate a guy that's going to say, look, man, this game is just too big. We're undermanned. Coach, I don't know what I got in me, but if you want to, you know, you want to throw me out there, I'm here. I, I will do all I can. And, it, look, I mean, it's not like anybody that they would be, you know, not dressing for the sake of, um, you know, Olivia Vernon is going to make much of a difference anyway. The interesting one here, Pete, is I don't think I've seen an Eric Murray in full in a long time. And he with a questionable tag, that'd be an interesting one. Sure, um, they're not really committal on 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 what he's going to be able to do. But yeah, hell, I mean, we don't really even know what happened to him with the knee. <laughs> no, other they, than some never, sort of surgery. Yeah, they've never clarified other than he had an arthroscopic procedure procedure on his knee. Um, so you, you could get another sort of DB that can can fill in at multiple spots and, and do a little bit of everything, which is good against a team like the Ravens. Um, and certainly use uh, another player that can can tackle and cover a little bit and maybe, you know, do some things to try to confuse the looks and fool them on that stuff. But yeah, uh, just it's just uh, very difficult. You know, I, I Sheldon Richardson has basically said he's playing. J.C. Treader, you just assume will play. Uh, the other ones, no real, uh, no real inclination one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, you know, if Lamb's ready to go, um, I think to this point, you know, Kendall Lamb is the right tackle of this team. So if he's ready to go, it's going to be, you know, he'll he'll be out there. Uh, so and then you look over at the Ravens. You know, the only thing of any significance is, you know, Ronnie Stanley listed as questionable. I guess, you know, I'm assuming he's out of the protocol if he's been practicing. For them, I guess, is you know, if he ain't got a bunch of DNs, maybe we'll just give our guy a little extra time. But, you know, uh, you know, when you're going to sew up number one seed, you could always just have Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley play this week and say, you know, son, take the next week off, whatever. We don't need you again until January. So that's kind of where we're at here, folks, with uh, injury reports. We'll start uh, getting it in, breaking it down a little bit. Obviously, we'll start here. Browns O versus the Ravens D. Pete's going to hit you with the blue chew first, but rolling on through on your pregame locked on Browns. Uh, that's blue, like the the color blue. Uh, blue chew has the uh, same proven active ingredients as prog- uh, products like Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. It's chewable and can work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can take it up that. You can take it on a full stomach and, and be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, getting a prescription is easy, and uh, shipping is discreet. Uh, you can use the locked-on promo code, and they can help you get started that way. Look, gentlemen, it's a holiday season. Uh, maybe you got a few more chance, a few more chance to get to the plate here. Get some ABs. If you do, you better be ready for it. Thanks to all the fine folks over at Blue Chew. Pete, uh, you know, obviously now the Browns offense, it was a it was a pretty big output uh, went down there. One of, uh, by far, probably Baker's finest day of the year. Jarvis Landry was humming. Ricky Seals-Jones, early touchdown, huge reception later in the game. Nick Chubb, three touchdowns, constant factor in that game. Odell, not much, but look, if you can keep a guy like Marlon Humphrey, 
at bay and then essentially go 10 on 10 everywhere else. It's not the worst idea in the world. And it worked out pretty well that day. I do remember Farrell Brown of all people had a pretty, pretty big reception early. I want to say like 17, 18 yards. Look, you have, you know, we, we we'll get to the Ravens changes here in a second. Browns are coming into this now with Kareem Hunt. Um, at the time there was, you know, real establishment, you know, uh, no Rashard Higgins, uh, obviously at Callaway wasn't back and obviously he's jettisoned gone. Um, but look, I mean, you need to look a number one, you know, still, I believe maybe tomorrow kills whether or not you're mathematically alive. I really haven't checked into tomorrow's slate enough Saturday slate rather, but you come at this and look, you know, there's still a chance here, Pete, there's still a chance you can walk out of this AFC North at five and one, you, you know, again, it's, you know, it's a moral victory probably at the end of the day. But it's something to say, hey, look, you know, in this mess of what was supposed to be so great, we did do something right. Uh, and look, you know, Odell and Jarvis have, you know, kind of put a little of the onus more on themselves this week. And, you know, go out there. Look, I mean, I personally think you you got – and this isn't just because of everybody, oh, well, the only thing they do right is run the ball with Nick Chubb. No, my point here is if you're going to run the ball a lot, this is the week to do it. Because God knows, you know, you want Lamar Jackson, like Baker said in the first game, you want him throwing the ball, or you don't want him on the goddamn field, Pete. Well, the the, the thing that uh, enabled the Browns to win that first matchup is they 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 won up front um, on both sides of the ball, and uh, the Browns' offensive line still has a chance to do that. It will be more difficult to do that, but nevertheless. Um, that's, you know, that was a huge factor in that, in that first matchup. Um, but if, if you can, you know, do the things you do well with Nick Chubb, uh, you can, you can get the passing game to be efficient, then you can sort of control what the Ravens are able to do. Uh, they, they don't have a, a, you know, part of the problem they had in the first game is they had no pass rush. It's better than it was, but that, enabled a lot. Uh, Matt Judon is a good football player. They have some other things that are, you know, Matt Judon's going to make better. a lot of money this offseason. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of a critical piece, but just being efficient with the passing game would be, you know, obviously really help dictate what, what the offense is able to do. And it, that's where, you know, the, the Ravens are probably looking at this as an opportunity to, to, to control and take over the game. I think on some level, uh, they, they, they sort of accept that Chubb is going to get what he's going to get on uh, a little bit, but they, they have to be able to avoid letting Baker Mayfield get comfortable and get in a rhythm because if they do that and they have all those things working, then, uh, they, they, then they, they risk being in the same situation they were in the last, the last time these played where you have a guy like Jarvis Landry just go off uh, in terms of you know his production, and he only did it in three quarters because he uh, went out with the uh, the head injury. Um, it's you know that 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 would be huge for them. The the problem is obviously they added Marcus Peters, who's who's been a nice addition and sort of allows them to to, to do some different things. They just have a lot of coverage options, and which enables them to do more in terms of pressure. Uh, and I think that is sort of the big key is can they navigate the pressure? 
can those reads come quickly and efficiently and, and get the ball to the, in the hands of the players it needs to go to. And, you know, the thing with the Ravens, and look, you know, obviously Marcus Peters is a huge addition. Um, it's panned out nicely. Um, and when I did the crossover, they're, they're you know, the thinking is, is, you know, Ravens fans, they all want to commit to Marcus Peters long-term. Mm. It's, it's, it's rare to shut down corner and, you know, ends up on a third team. And, you know, he's had his issues, you know, on the field, but, you know, Marcus Peters, you know, usually more than not wears that as welcome. So there's a little possible buyer, buyer beware with uh, giving uh, Marcus Peters a, a longer term. But, you know, this team sacrificed pass rush in the offseason. And the def- defensive coordinator for the Ravens has put the onus on, you know what, I'm going to get ourselves in the bright blitz looks, and I'm going to confuse the living daylights out of you. you know, there's going to be a lot of guys around the ball. You know, it's going to be up to you to be able to figure out who's coming, who's not. First time, Browns were able to handle that. This time, we'll see. And, you know, with Lamb, with Teller, it's a little bit better of a pass-blocking unit. You cannot have mistakes, but, you know, we'll see if they can handle this again, you know. And it's not like Baker isn't smart. Um, but, again, there's these just simplicities of what you're doing. You know, you've got to get to the line early. You can't snap the ball like we've been, you know, screaming for months now with two seconds left. One second left. You're just any pass rusher is going to have the advantage in that instance. Any blitz package is going to have the advantage in that instance. Got to be prepared. And, you know, it sounds stupid, um, but we've seen many weeks where this Browns offense wasn't prepared. You just, it's the simplicity of it, and you've got to be prepared. And it's just, it's just common football sense, which is something that's really been lacking here. Well, I mean, how much you want to put on. You know, the lack of reps they're able to have, the fact that, you know, at this point, Beckham and Landry basically don't practice. Um, you know, Landry reportedly is going to need or may need hip surgery after the season, according to Mary Kay Cabot. Um, so that would put both receivers theoretically needing re- uh, surgery after the year for injuries they've been dealing with since the summer. Um, and, and it's tough. And, and they don't have a lot of chemistry uh, with any of the other receivers. So, you know, whether that's going to be tight ends, whether that's going to be the backs, you know, how they can sort of manufacture some of those things is, is difficult to know. So it's, 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 it's tough. And look, you know, they're better. That Ravens defense is better than what we saw. And maybe they took something away from that game and said, look, I mean, these are the changes we're going to have to make. And, you know, obviously the Peters didn't, you know, pay dividends right away. Uh, first game against at Seattle, you know, took interception uh, from Russell Wilson, took it to the house. It's going to be tough. Uh, I just, Pete, what do you think tight end wise? You think the Joku gets back out there this week, or do you think this was more of just a, you know, maybe we're just eventually moving on here and maybe this just isn't our guy. No, I think he'll play. Uh, it seems, you know, I think, when the offensive coordinator comes out and basically says, you know, that he thinks the message is delivered and that you know, have better week of practice, um, it would then be stunning to say, oh, they're going to go ahead and keep him inactive as if they have so many options out there. Um, you know, it, again, it, it's the, the accountability thing where, you know, it, it's, it's, it sounds good until you actually have to do it. And hopefully the Browns get a, get a better practice out of Njoku. Hopefully he can have a, a nice final two games to sort of remind people why he was so important, uh, particularly in the red zone and those things. 
and what he can theoretically do in a game like this because he can be a big factor. Uh, he's just got to play like himself, and if they can do that, then they're, they, they, they could do some damage, and if they can't, you know, that's just one more frustration on the season that just, you know, in that in the passing game just is not getting much of anything to go their way. Yeah, it's, you know, and, you know, I don't know. And, you know, I thought they had a nice little thing working where, you know, Damian Ratley had some quality reps last week, and then all of a sudden it seemed like the second half it was more like, all right, well, let's let Carterell Hodge play. Just figure it out. And, look, you know, I understand, you know, the – the task at hand here and you know i get it but you know and look and there's a lot of people and you know i, I can't even i can't even talk about the amount of retweets i've done for tickets available here uh you know it, it's going to be an extremely poor look if this team just gets you know shillelied on sunday it's going to be a poor look for everybody and it's going to be to the front office and it's going to be to the coaching staff and it's going to be to some of the players, let's go, guys. You know, you got the last one at home here. And, you know, at this point, you know, the playoffs, it is the slimmest of slim. But you know what? Five and one, the division, you know, I ain't one for moral victories. But, uh, you know, there's a chance there. There is. And so, you know, if you got that opportunity, go the hell out and get it. I mean, it's, you know, you owe it to yourselves. You owe it to your fans in that respect. You know, I mean, it, just give the effort. It's, it's kind of where we're at. We'll flip it up here in a second. We'll get to the, uh, obviously, what's left of the Browns defense versus, you know, what has turned into a juggernaut in this Ravens offense. More on the Yellow Bee pregame show. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. The original Casper mattress combines multiple and supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with the right amounts of both bounce and sink. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked. NFL, all caps, and using locked NFL at checkout. Terms and conditions may apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, if you're driving, I don't recommend you ever do. You can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Uh, Anyway, we can all save you guys some money. Please go ahead. Take advantage of them. You know, much as we had talked about with the Cardinals and how it, you know, presented a tough task, is the discipline aspect. And look, Lamar runs a lot more than Kyler Murray does. Lamar, in addition to being extremely fast, has you know has open field ability. It, it's a lot more moves to it. Kyler, it's let me get what I'm going to get, and I'm either going to duck out of bounds or I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to slide down. Lamar, any play can go to the house. Uh, but the problem is, is in we keep going on this is, is when you're down to reserves, it's hard to play disciplined football. A, again, these guys don't have the talent. B, they just don't have the on-field experience. So it makes for a really difficult thing. My, where I'm going to go with this one, Pete, is what do you sell out on? What do you say, we're going to take this away? Do you say, look, whatever it is, it ain't going to be Mark Ingram that beats us. Because Lamar, you can't really do that. I mean, you can say, we want you to throw the ball, but he's such a good runner and he's such a talented athlete. You know, okay, so if you put him in passing formations, he can still kill you with his legs like that. Well, I mean, the only thing I I would be concerned with taking away from the Ravens is Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's, that's the deal. Um, but without pass rush, how can you really do that? 
Well, I mean, you can run blitz and do some of those other things to try to contain him. You know, I think the, the quote that's been floating around is, is cage the quarterback. So I would suggest they're going to play a lot in terms of running lanes and, and, and doing those things to try to take, take that stuff away from him. Um, and you may risk, you know, some passes down the field that, that beat you as a result, um, trying to say that you, you, Lamar's going to have to beat us doing that, and he's not going to do it with his legs. The one advantage the Browns have is they've faced Lamar Jackson once, they've faced Josh Allen once, and they've faced Kyler Murray once. Um, so they have experience dealing with this type of quarterback, this type of threat. Um, Josh Allen is obviously more of a, a dash type quarterback. He's more of an up-the-middle guy, where these two are far more of a threat to go outside. But they've at least done it. They're not unfamiliar with conceptually how to do it. But if you're sitting there and going, it, the, the one thing that's not going to beat us, the, the only answer is, is Lamar Jackson at that point. And that doesn't mean they're going to be successful, but that has to be their thought process. I mean, if for no other reason, then they have to sort of set a tone for, you know, theoretically next year or, or years down the road. You know, stopping Mark Ingram doesn't, I mean, st stopping Mark Ingram would be nice and all, but I don't know if it really helps you. Um, the only thing that can really matter in the scenario is, is Lamar Jackson. And however you want to do that, if that means you're getting a little bit more uh, creative in terms of defensive looks, like you may only have three defensive linemen on the field and you play some more linebackers, uh, you know, this could be a game where Sione Takitaki sees the field more. Um, you know, just trying to do things that change what he's looking at and force him to make decisions as opposed to enabling him to just carry it with his legs or whatever. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to do this because obviously they are really, really shorthanded. Um, but that's the only, the only game in town as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I just, I don't see a value in sort of trying to take everything away only to, you know, then say, well, I guess the MVP, you know, potential MVP of the league is just going to rip us apart. I mean, that's the one guy that you can say, if we take this away, which is what they did in the first game, and they, they, they got him to make some mistakes and turn over the football, then they can win. I, I can't imagine they're, they're going to go away from that. They just may not have the success they did because they don't have the guys they did. The flip side of that is obviously the Ravens are going to try to, you know, counter that and make sure that doesn't happen and do things to, you know, get Lamar Jackson some easy passing options in situations where he gets pressed or, you know, Mark Ingram keeps, you know, being successful and, and Lamar Jackson sort of takes back seat. But I, I, I can't imagine, you know, for, at least for the foreseeable, you know, future, however long Lamar Jackson you know, going to be the, the Baltimore Ravens quarterback, and, and they're going to have this type of ability on offense that they aren't all looking for. Well, it has to be Lamar Jackson, and everything else is everything else. The thing that, and this is what scares me, is, you know, when the Browns went into this full tilt, and it was a little different. I mean, we got to remember, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams didn't play the first time. And if you, if you listen... And if your listeners, Pete and I mentioned in the pregame that day, that may not, that I'm sorry, that week, it may not have been the worst thing. You know, Terrence Mitchell, TJ Carey had a reputation for being better tacklers. 
So it is going to be interesting. You know, Denzel had a little taste of Lamar last year. Certainly ain't the same Lamar <laughs> that Denzel Ward saw last year. Greedy Williams, going to be interesting. You know, I mean, been tackling more. Um, tackling okay. Um, coverage has been the issue. But this is one where it scares me, Pete, is because, look, yeah, you have those two, but you have the other holes you do. And Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews didn't really have an effect that day. And that's the part that makes me really nervous going into this one is because, you know, it's not like they're not great players. Somehow, some way it all worked out where you kind of had their number that day. That's that's the one that really concerns me is because, you know, it's they're big parts in their, their chunk plays. I mean, these guys just, you know, you know, they ain't third and four and they get five. You know, these guys get balls. You're talking 20, 25. Hollywood Brown gets behind you. It's over. Mark Andrews gets a space or two down the scene. You're talking 35, 40 a clip. These are the guy. These are the guys in the passing game. And it's one of those where, yeah, you may have got us once, but you may not get us twice. Well, I mean, look, the, the, the Ravens offense has become clockwork in a lot of ways. They're very detail oriented. They take care of the little things. And, and the product is sort of a result of doing everything else right. So, you know, that's why they're the most prolific offense in the NFL right now. They've already set all kinds of franchise records. They've got the most points in the league. They've got the highest point differential in the league. Um, so, and then the Browns are, 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 are undermanned and, and, you know, arguably uh, demoralized already heading into this. So, there's every possibility that the Browns are going to get boat raced. It's a question of, you know, between scheme and, you know, being able to rally these guys to be able to do this. Um, you know, it, it almost has the sense of feeling like a college style upset, even though, the, you know, this is at, at home for the Browns, uh, that if they can sort of, keep this thing in if they can keep themselves in it early then i think they're gonna you know fight to the end if they come out and much like the first one went you know they got that opportunity then nick broke the long one it kind of broke the the ravens backs yeah i i I, my fear is that if if the ravens get out early then it's just gonna get uglier and uglier um i I just don't if, if they can keep in keep themselves in it i think they they will believe more and more. Obviously, they beat them last time, so there's some, some built-in faith that they've obviously done it. Um, but I think they have to be able to sort of keep themselves believing them, believing they're in, in this as opposed to, you know, it gets bad early and, and, and you know, they, they may do what they've, they've done the last, past couple weeks where they, they take sort of one big swing to try to get back in it. And if that's not enough, then, then it sort of just falls apart. And a lot of that's just lack of talent as opposed to lack of effort. But I do think they need, especially with the amount of rookies and really young players that they're playing on defense, I think they desperately need um, to have some success early to, to convince themselves they can do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you say, you know, Browns win the toss, they defer, defer and Ravens go 80 yards, Lamar, Runs and passes for 53. Ingram goes for 27 on the ground. And the Browns go three and out. Trouble city. There's just no way around it. 
uh, you know, in the same respect, you know, Ravens win, Browns get the ball. You got to score. And that's kind of what you did down there the first time. And, you know, that, you know, again, it's not always the worst thing because for most of the year, that first drive has kind of been the money one and the coaching staff has then kind of had to figure it out. But look, I mean, either way, you know, uh, get the running game going early, see if you can work off of it, I guess is, you know, your best thing here. And you're just going to have to do the best you can do. I mean, you know, I, I do like your point with Taki where, you know, he's in the middle and this way, you know, Joe and Matt can go hash to sideline or hash in either one who needs to, you know, wherever the situation applies. Um, you know, Pete, I don't know how we're going to get through this one. Can we just bring back Jermaine Whitehead for that one day? I mean, the God of stopping the Baltimore Ravens, Jermaine Whitehead. Well, he made a great play. Uh, well, he actually called. He actually had three big plays of that game: the interception, the forced fumble, and the hit that led to the Devereaux Lars again. Another one, interception. Right, and, and that's another player who's not here anymore. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, you know, I thought the interception was the play of his life. He, uh, he I believe that's what you called it on Twitter, and I think he took notice. I did. I did, I did call it. The play. I said it was the play of his life. He apparently didn't didn't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, it's look you have what you have you are trying to find out if any of these players you know are viable beyond this year so, uh, you know these really young guys um my contention is the Browns don't have you know enough defensive linemen at this point so you know it, it, you know, it could be Sioni Takitaki is sort of an edge a stand-up edge you know just to be able to get him up on his feet and let him play that way uh as that's what he's done in, in, in college. I, I don't expect that's what's going to happen, but if they want to go three with three down linemen with sort of that stand-up end to give them sort of four linebackers look-wise to, to be able to cover cover more ground or whatever, it's just going to be really tough because, you know, the, the Ravens are just going to have a massive advantage up front, and that's that's something you didn't have the last time. And if the Ravens can just, you know, basically push the Browns off the ball with with their big linemen, especially you know uh, Marshall Yanda and and, and and Zeus Jr. Where you know it, it doesn't take you know, Zeus Jr. still has the issues he has, but it doesn't really matter when you just run forward and, and bulldoze everyone. Uh, and the Browns don't have the ass to sort of deal with it. You know, I mean, you put you could put Sheldon Richardson out there if you want. But what are you giving up to sort of do that? I mean, you're going to be in a situation where you once again with Eli Anku there, who was, you know, pretty awful uh, in the last game he was in, and and the, the Ravens are better up front than the last game. So it's it's just really difficult to imagine a scenario where unless the Ravens are just noticeably, you know, exhausted or whatever, that it's going to be difficult to imagine where where the Browns are going to be able to do enough. To control the line of scrimmage, where they're gonna they're gonna have an opportunity to really slow down that offense. And it's really hard to imagine the Ravens are going to be exhausted, seeing as they played ten days ago at home. Um, you know the Browns are coming back from a West Coast trip, but I, I do like your thought process of if you're Steve Wilkes, throw in the kitchen sink at him. All right, give me something they haven't seen. Let me try something totally freaking different. Because I'm undermanned, and let's see if I can find a wrinkle or something that they're not ready for. Uh, it, it, it's hard 
to be confident about this one. It, it really is just because, you know, all the momentum Baltimore's got going right now, and it kind of seems like, you know, whatever they essentially touch turns to gold. Not working the other way, obviously, here. You know, the brakes are beating the boys here in Cleveland, which is tough. But it's it, it's a it's a, a t- attempt to start early on O. And if you're going to win, if you're going to win this, and the predictions right now with where things are at, it just feels tough. But if you're going to win, it's going to be a shootout. Uh, you know, I don't think Baltimore, with the number one seed on the line, is going to say, oh, it's 14 nothing. Uh, whatever, we'll be okay with the number two seed. It, it's not going to work like that. They're going to keep coming. Um, you know, Pittsburgh week 17, you know, whatever, Duck, Rudolph, who the hell really cares? Um, but it, it's – they're going to keep coming. It, it, there's a lot on the line here for Baltimore and the always the, the pleasure of being able to shut down whatever you want to shut down for week 17 is there. It, it it's hard to feel confident that these Browns are going to be able to play in the thirties, which is where the Ravens now feel comfortable. And I cannot believe the amount of reps that RG three has gotten this year, you know, and this is smart from the Ravens credit is, you know, cause you know, what's everyone say about Lamar Jackson is, Oh, one day it's good. He's going to go down. He's going to go. Well, either way, RG three's played enough that, you know, I'm not saying he's going to carry him, but it's not like he's unfamiliar with it, but that's how good they've been where their backup quarterback has played a, a, a lot of reps and they're doing some things with them. It's just, I, I'd love to see it for the fans that are going to be there. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be near the capacity that these players are hoping for and, and what it should be for the season finale. Look, I understand it's the see it's the Sunday before Christmas, but it's the stinking Ravens. And this is now what's the calling guard here with five and one still possible, which is really all you're essentially playing for right now it's just tough in that respect, Pete. Well, look, Is it the, a close the, game 50, 50, but go ahead with your point. The the thing that the, the, the Browns may try to do, and, and it's, you know, based on what they've been doing lately, I, I don't know, is it, they may try to go super ball control offense, really control the ball and the clock and try to just limit the Ravens possession. And if they can do that, while not missing out on opportunities. And, and to Freddie Kitchen's uh, credit, he's not wrong. They've been in a lot of possessions where they, they, they move the ball and they don't punt, but they're not coming away with touchdowns or they're, they're not converting, you know, key situations. But with, a, with, a, with an offense like the Ravens, it, it, you know, you may be able to sort of keep them a little bit maybe discombobulated if they, they just don't see the ball for substantial amounts of time. Like if you can, you know, if you can put together like an eight minute drive, you know, that ends with a touchdown and you can, you know, try to limit the Ravens, get a, get an early punter and early mistake or whatever. And you just play it as if it, it just keep away, you know, make the shorten the game and, and see if you can't, hold the ball away from them and, and see if that helps you. I, I don't know if the Browns are, are really in, in, into that mindset at this point, because in some ways it feels like they want more reps just because it's an evaluation a little bit as much as they want to win, but nevertheless. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'd be interesting. Cause I mean, there's several ways to play it. And 
for you, from AP. I, I don't know if there's enough craftiness in that coaching room right now to say, hey, let's kind of break it here a little bit. Let's, you know, do it differently than everybody else has done it against them. Um, but look, if you want to feel confident about this one, they've already beaten them. And they beat them pretty handily. And offense was humming. And as far as what gave you, you know, the, you know, the performance that it did, that's all here on offense. Granted, you know, what was got it done on defense, you know, that's not here. Maybe get Olivier. Who knows what he's got in him. Again, if it is, it's, it's not going to be a lot. And you know, that's that that's that's the guy right there, the discipline guy, the guy who says, I know what my assignment is and I will do my assignment. So if you can have him, it'll be interesting. We'll see how it has, uh, all plays out. You know, Pete and he, uh, Pete and I will be here for the post game show. Pete, uh, you know, heading in here, you know, three games tomorrow. Bowl season is now officially underway. You know, I mean, nothing, Pete, nothing says bowl season like the Bahamas Bowl. And God bless those people who got that assignment. There ain't nothing more Chef's Kiff's choice of an assignment than that. Going into the, uh, here week 16, Pete, what's what's interesting to you? What are you looking to see? You know, what are you looking to see from anybody? Sonny, Browns, go for it. Well, I mean, the Bahamas Bowl sucked from the standpoint of, like, you're the you're the Buffalo Bulls and you get out of Buffalo, and apparently it wasn't sunny at all the entire time they were there, and, and it was raining and stuff like that. Uh, they did get the win, which I guess is their first bowl victory ever, but, uh, yeah, it's not, not ideal in terms of the weather uh, you want to have. But, you know, I don't even know who's playing tomorrow. I'll be honest. Uh, so I'm, I'm basically, you know, if I stumble on something good, then great. If not, it's whatever. I, I only know that they, yeah, there are three games on there because the NFL has to, like, scrap together their, like, number three crew uh, to actually cover them all. Well, I saw one is going to be Eisen. It's going to be um, Joe Thomas. It's going to be and Joe Thomas, Thomas, and it's going to be Nate Burleson. That doesn't, that's going to make it actually a pretty good crew. Um, what you have tomorrow on your Saturday slate? One o'clock, Texans at Tampa. Yeah, yeah. And where that's going? I guess the well, I mean, you know, Rams Niners isn't bad in the nightcap. Uh, Bills Patriots. Uh, Bills. If Josh Allen didn't leave that game hurt early, Bills could have maybe won that first one. You know, Bills. Here's your litmus test. You know, can you find a way to throw throw the ball a little more? Can Josh Allen do a little more? Where maybe you can make a little noise in the playoffs. That's just three uh, three game slate for Saturday. Uh, from Browns Maven, follow at Browns Maven on Twitter through si.com. Checking out all the work over there, Pete and his crew. We're doing for him. He is the man. Follow at underscore Pete Smith underscore. The show itself at Locked On Browns. All over case. Always follow back. DMs are always open. You guys know that. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. Anything you guys need. I love incorporating the show. I, I love the feedback. I'll even take the critiques, but, uh, you know, a lot of guys come, you know, a lot of you guys, gals come to me in the DM stuff. You want to, you know, hear on the show questions you have. I have no problem trying to do the best I can to accommodate you. You know, I'll do my best here. Obviously, you know, holiday week, all that type of stuff. Um, you will start here, you know, obviously Hanukkah on Sunday, start rolling through on Christmas, wish everybody the best. Hope everybody has a great holiday season. It's, you know, it should be a fun time for a lot of folks. So it was a tough time for me. Of course, it's going to be a tough one this year. You just try to get through it and smile on your face and knowing that, you know, there's some people you wish were there, but unfortunately are not. 
uh, as always, we appreciate you guys for the ride you've been on with us this year. It's It's been amazing. As far as the show, we were obviously hoping for more, as everybody else was, as far as the success of this team. can only control what you can control. Sadly, we could not do that. Uh, so with that, we'll put this one to bed. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. <laughs>